Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. You know, it's a great day as well for Conrad Black, or it has been several days when he was first notified by the president of the United States that he was being granted a full presidential pardon over these crimes, I guess, for which he was, and I'll use in quotations because he does, convicted in the United States and uh, for which he served Three years and two weeks in a prison down in Florida. And, of course, he's a regular on a Friday edition, but uh, today being Thursday and this being perhaps uh, of greatest currency. And since I'm not here tomorrow, we thought we'd talk to Conrad Black about this momentous occasion. Conrad, congratulations in order, I guess. Thanks very much, John. How did you, uh, I guess this must have been a strange occurrence. You were at home and the phone rang. Uh, Walk us through it. I mean, this is interesting when you get a call from the president of the United States. I was aware of the number of... um prominent friends of mine had, had had championed this. And then I heard through channels that it was being processed by the White House legal office and, and, and appeared to be making progress. So I, you know, I thought I might hear something eventually, but it could have been, you know, after the election for all I would know, you know. Mm. And then uh, the lady who picks up the phone for me said, uh, it, it is the White House calling with the President of the United States. So I must say that I thought it was probably one of my dear friends in Fleet Street, you know, pulling one of these, you know, they'd hired a kind of rich little guy to impersonate, you know, these things happen. Mm. You know, like the, those people who who phoned up the Queen a few years ago claiming to be Jean Chrétien, if you remember that. Thing. Right, or the Russians who fooled Adam Schiff. That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, uh so I, I um, so I when when I I said hello and I was just starting to say is this a prank when she said please hold for the president, and then it was unmistakably him unless they really had rich little and then he said a few things that only he would know so I, I knew it was for real, but uh, he got right to the point and said uh, I, you know this has been something I've been meaning to get to all the time I've been here, uh, but we, we've gone I mean the. Pat Cipollone's the White House counsel, and he was there with them, and he said they, they've gone all through this. Alan Dershowitz and others had sent in a legal analysis, and he said there is no doubt, which I always thought, that this was a, a bad rap and an unjust verdict, and I'm giving you a full pardon. So I naturally thanked him extensively, and then he asked how my wife was, and I did the same for him, and we uh, exchanged a few acerbities about American prosecutors, and uh, we, he's pretty good at acerbities, as you know, and um, and then and, and then that was the end of it. We spoke for about 10 minutes, but he couldn't have been more gracious. A few cordialities in there, but uh, other than that, right to the point, and, and he actually did use that term, I'm going to expunge the bad rap you got? Uh, those are, that is a verbatim quote, and, and unjust verdict is a ver- verbatim quote. Well, which is an important thing legally, too, I guess. Uh, you did check with, uh, I guess, him, or he checked with his own counsel there in the Oval Office, did he not? He did. He, as I say, Alan Dershowitz and some other lawyers sent in a comprehensive analysis, and one of the lawyers was one of my co-defendants' counsel, uh, and he was acquitted entirely. 
and uh, he explained why it was impossible for a crime to have been committed uh, in in that company by the by the people charged, and um, and the White House legal counsel, and they've got a, as you might imagine, a fairly extensive legal office there, and exceptionally high quality lawyers, and they. they president gave it to them to look at, and they did look at it carefully. So their decision it carries great weight. And I don't doubt that there are people about saying, well, this is just a back-scratching job, and Trump's just paying this guy off for writing nice things about him. But uh, the fact is, the release from the White House last night and the president's own comments when we spoke uh, pulled the view that it was, it was on the basis of a serious legal analysis. And, and any, by the way, any qualified person who looks at the facts can see what a lot of rubbish it was. Yeah, and uh, you write that you suggested that uh, he knew better, this is Donald Trump, knew better than anyone the antics of some U.S. prosecutors, uh, and because you have a common shared reference or two when it comes to, well, people who have been investigating him, uh, that includes Robert Mueller and James Comey and uh, Patrick Fitzgerald. Indeed. In what birds of a feather. They're that type of American prosecutor that uh, uh, once they once they focus on someone, it's don't confuse me with the facts. I know he's guilty, and the absence of evidence merely proves his fiendishness in hiding in hiding the evidence because I know he's guilty. Well, you know, this is something that I guess uh, we've kind of obliquely uh, dealt with on occasion. You believe that the U.S. system is intractable. Once they've got you in their crosshairs, you're pretty much toast. Well, because of the way they manipulate the plea bargain system, let's say they we, let's say we lived in the United States, you and I did, and, and and they went after you for something. Then what they do is they round up the six or eight people nearest to you and whatever activity it is they object to, and they say to them, "Look here, you know John Oakley was embezzling money or whatever it is." You say, uh, and they say, "I don't believe that. I know John; he's an honest man. He wouldn't do that." And they say, "Well, that's fine, but you'd better jog your memory." or there's a conspiracy to obstruct justice here, and you're part of it, and you'll be charged. If, however, you successfully jog your memory, we'll give you an immunity from prosecution for perjury, and, and, and you will not be charged. Well, you know, how many people, how many people have their friends who will stick to them under a threat like that? The answer is not many. And that's how they always get a conviction. 99% conviction, 97% without a trial. North Korean-like figures. And so uh, this is the whole M.O. They try to get the dominoes to fall accordingly. And by the way, you see it now. It is hilarious. McCabe is blaming Comey. Comey is blaming Brennan and Clapper and Lynch. Uh, it's, it's, you know, they're specialists at imposing this terror on others, and now, and now, they're, now they're about to face it themselves. That's because the A.G. William Barr is rooting around, uh, and it's got the Democrats' nose out of joint because uh, they don't want him to have any trucker trade with digging deeper. Uh, well stated. Conrad Black is with us, a full presidential pardon granted by Donald Trump. And you uh, alluded to people who had advocated for you. I, I guess amongst them would be Rush Limbaugh, Laura Ingram, Elton John as well? Yes. How do you come by knowing him? Well, I knew him well in England. We always see him when we're there. And, he, and you know, he visits here every year. His uh, spouse is from Scarborough, and so we always see him when he's here. All right, so he went to bad for you as well. Uh, yeah, look, this subsumed an, uh, an application that my wife made up uh, for me in 2008, which was supported. Now, they're dead now, but, but in theory, it's responding to it too. Uh, President Bush Sr., uh, Billy Graham... Shimon Peres, the former president and prime minister of Israel, 
Margaret Thatcher, they all supported that one in 2008. Brian Mulroney su- supported that one and, and, this, and this resumption of it. So. Yeah, I love the account you give of uh, the various proceedings before the courts at different levels and uh, with different panels and so on and so forth, some of whom are somnambulistic. Uh, that's not a word that you use, but I'm going to. Uh, but uh, where Mark Stein had alluded to them as the, quote, dream team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, 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 had, he had some wonderful uh, lines. I mean, he, he and my wife and my daughter and Mark Stein got me through that thing. Mark and I would go out every night and we had... We had our own table at several of the prominent Chicago restaurants, but I, I, I tell Mark that I know that he's secretly envious because I actually got onto the menu and he didn't. <laughs> right. And besides, uh, he's still before the court in Washington, D.C. I think it's into its eighth or ninth year now on one of his suits. I, I, I gave testimony by, uh, by video in, in, his, in his trial. It was hilarious, as most things with him are. Well, this is the thing I don't understand. I mean, uh, don't we have like uh, in the in the United States some Jordan ruling or whatever? If you're not, uh, you know, justice delayed is justice denied. They can drag you through the courts indefinitely. Uh, you, you, they have these rules. They have a bill of rights too, but nothing stands in the way of the legal profession in the United States sucking the blood out of the out of that twenty trillion dollar economy. Would you care to share with us what the whole thing cost you, the whole ordeal, monetarily and otherwise? Well, the asset I'd worked 30 years on, which was probably worth about $300 million, I mean, my share of it uh, went to zero, so it cost me that. And in terms of paying legal bills, the cost, and I I say this because it is public knowledge also, uh, it came out in certain filings, uh, would have been about $33 million. Now, I managed to litigate to claw back about 18 of that. So I'm, uh, that's $15 million U.S. dollars, so about $20 million Canadian dollars net to me, and I had to sue to get, you know, to get some of it back. Given what you know now, would you have done things differently? Yes, of course. Otherwise, it'd be insane. I mean, I literally would be insane. How so? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm all for standing up for principles, but if you know, if there's sometimes possibilities of, in, you know, in hindsight, doing things a bit differently so you don't have to pay as much of a price for standing up for a principle. You know, I, I, look, I, I should have been, uh, I, I did nothing unethical and nothing illegal, but I, I, I should have been more careful to stay away from dangerous waters. I, I was fairly publicly contemptuous of the corporate governance movement as a bunch of charlatans, which it was. I was, I was absolutely right, and I've been vindicated, but but uh, at the cost I just described, as well as having lost 16 years fighting this thing. So where does this leave you now? I mean, uh, in terms of travel, can you go to the United States? Uh... I, I could before. I, I, I would have had to apply to enter. But I was assured by the court in Chicago that, that I would be welcome in the country. But I was not prepared to apply for the privilege of entering a country that had treated me so outrageously. But now I can come and go as I, as I wish. But I was always free in the other 197 countries, so I'm, now I can go in any country in the world. I see. I was just wondering if uh, you, know, you would qualify for a Nexus card. Well, I, you know, I think I might, and I, and uh, and um, and you joke, but my wife had one, and they took it away from her because of me, and, and uh, we are advised that she can get it back, and I'll I'll try and get one myself. Well, I was going to say, yeah, no more interminable lineups at the uh, airport waiting to get into a 
a destination in the United States, which is one of the greatest indignities of all, I might say. Oh, uh, it's frightful. <laughs> it's a terrible business. Conrad, well, congratulations again. Our airports again. are better than theirs, too. I mean, they're starting to fix up some of them, but uh, a lot of these American airports are tumble-down places full of dysfunctional people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and ours are better. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll have me singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic next. I was going to say, well, uh, these are giddy times indeed, and uh, so we look forward to talking again, and, uh, you know, with a full presidential pardon behind you, or to your credit now, it uh, must be like the weight of the world lifted off your shoulders. It, it, it's it's a very good feeling, and uh, and I, I I would be remiss if I didn't say that the president was most gracious when he called, and, and the White House issued a very, a very gracious release last night. Fair enough. Good to talk to you as always. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. You got it. Conrad Black, again, author, commentator, historian, and fully exonerated, I guess now, by the President of the United States. Now you know. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 